Open thou my lips, and my mouth shall show forth thy praise. Make haste, O God, to deliver me. Make haste to help me, O Lord. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Alleluia. Christ hath appeared unto us. O come, let us worship him. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and make a joyful noise unto him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hand are the deep places of the earth, the strength of the hills is his also. It is his, and he made it, and his hands formed the dry land. Oh, come, let us worship and bow down, let us kneel before the Lord our Maker. For He is our God, and we are the people of His pasture and the sheep of His hand. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, Never shall be world without end. Amen. Christ hath appeared unto us. O come, let us worship him.
Your lightnings lightened the world. The earth trembled and shook. How amiable are thy tabernacles, O Lord of hosts! My soul longeth, yea, even fainteth for the courts of the Lord. Blessed are they that dwell in thy house. They will be still praising thee. For a day in thy courts is better than a thousand elsewhere. I had rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than to dwell in the tents of wickedness. For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Your lightnings lighten the world. The earth trembled and shook. The Old Testament lesson for this Feast of the Transfiguration of our Lord is written in the 34th chapter of Exodus, beginning at the 29th verse. When Moses came down from Mount Sinai, with the two tablets of the covenant in Moses' hand, when he came down from the mountain, Moses didn't know that the skin of his face shone by reason of his speaking with God. When Aaron and all the children of Israel saw Moses, behold, the skin of his face shone, and they were afraid to come near him. Moses called to them, and Aaron and all the rulers of the congregation returned to him, and Moses spoke to them. Afterward, all the children of Israel came near, and he gave them all the commandments that the Lord had spoken with him on Mount Sinai. When Moses was done speaking with them, he put a veil on his face. But when Moses went in before the Lord to speak with him, he took the veil off until he came out. And he came out and spoke to the children of Israel that which he was commanded. The children of Israel saw Moses' face, that the skin of Moses' face shone. So Moses put the veil on his face again until he went in to speak with him. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Thanks be to God. The Epistle is written in the first chapter of the second epistle of St. Peter, beginning at the sixteenth verse. Brothers, for we didn't follow cunningly devised fables when we made known to you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but we were eyewitnesses of his majesty. For he received from God the Father honor and glory, when the voice came to him from the majestic glory, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. We heard this voice come out of heaven when we were with him on the holy mountain. We have the more sure word of prophecy, and you do well that you heed it, as to a lamp shining in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star arises in your hearts, knowing this first, that no prophecy of Scripture is of private interpretation. For no prophecy ever came by the will of man, but holy men of God spoke, being moved by the Holy Spirit. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Thanks be to God. Thou art fairer than the children of men. Grace is poured into thy lips. The Lord said unto my Lord, Sit thou at my right hand, until I make thine enemies thy footstool.
Alleluia! Sing unto the Lord, bless his name. Show forth his praise from day to day. Declare his glory among the heathen, his wonders among all people. Alleluia! The Gospel is according to St. Matthew, the 17th chapter. Glory be to thee, O Lord! After six days, Jesus took with him Peter, James, and John his brother, and brought them up into a high mountain by themselves. He was transfigured before them, his face shone like the sun, and his garments became as white as the light. Behold, Moses and Elijah appeared to them, talking with him. Peter answered and said to Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If you want, I will make three tents here, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. While he was still speaking, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them. Behold, a voice out of the cloud saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. When the disciples heard it, they fell on their faces and were very afraid. Jesus came and touched them and said, Get up and don't be afraid. Lifting up their eyes, They saw no one except Jesus alone. As they were coming down from the mountain, Jesus commanded them, saying, Don't tell anyone what you saw until the Son of Man has risen from the dead. Here ends the Gospel. Praise be to thee, O Christ. Arise, shine, for thy light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee, and the Gentiles shall come to the light and kings to the brightness of thy rising, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Today we stand with our Lord on the mountaintop, at the pinnacle of Epiphany, because throughout our Lord's entire ministry, there was no greater manifestation of who He is than at the mountaintop of transfiguration. As we ascend the mountain with this trio of disciples, we go having seen what they've seen and having heard what they heard. That is, the baptism of our Lord, where the heavens parted, and the Father said, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. We saw the water turn into wine at Cana. We saw the healings by his divine touch and his divine word last Sunday. Whenever Jesus manifested who he is, the crowds always reacted in the same way. When they saw it, they were either always astonished or amazed. And they always questioned who this is and how he was able to speak with such authority. And in response, some bowed to worship, some claimed he was a prophet, others claimed he worked under the power of the devil. But if you notice the reaction of the disciples on the mount today, it was different. There's an intensity to it. Our text says in verse 1, After six days, Jesus took with him Peter and James and John, his brother, and led them up a high mountain by themselves. And he was transfigured before them, and his face shone like the sun, and his clothes became white as light. And behold, there appeared to them Moses and Elijah talking with him. Now all other manifestations, all other epiphanies of our Lord were done in his humiliation, and him being in the form of a humble servant. And 
when those signs were done in his, his humiliation, the reaction was sometimes fear, but it was never outright dread. Here, though, our Lord's guise of his humility slips off, and the full power of his glory is displayed. The disciples were eyewitnesses of his majesty on the holy mountain, says Peter. And St. John says, We beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. And put yourself in their shoes. Think of it. How is a person to react after seeing such a thing as the transfiguration? As if the sun were shining mere feet in front of you, where the glory of Jesus shone so brightly that heaven itself broke into their vision with Moses and Elijah appearing as they spoke to our Lord. And Peter tries. He tries to react piously. He says, he says to Jesus, Lord, it is good that we are here. If you wish, I will make three tents, that is, tabernacles, here, one for you and one for Moses and one for Elijah. Now, in the other gospel accounts about the transfiguration, it reveals that Peter said this not knowing what he was saying because they were all three of them deadly afraid. And that makes sense because what Peter was offering was to build them tabernacles, places of worship for all three, Jesus, Moses, and Elijah. And he was also offering Moses and Elijah a home on earth in place of their home in heaven. But in case you look down on Peter, ask yourself first, when our Lord returns again in glory and all the saints appear before us, not just Moses and Elijah, but all the saints appear, how will we react? Dare I say that if we, if we were in Peter's shoes, that on our own, in ourselves, we may have said something even more foolish. Because, again, in another gospel, it says that the disciples beheld this image of the transfiguration, that when they did so, they were heavy with sleep. That is, they were getting tired. They fell down tired because the holiness of our Lord's glory was too much for them to bear. It was taking the life out of them. And as the manifestation continues, fear and dread indeed overtake the disciples in their fatigue. In verse 5 it says, Peter was still speaking when, Behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them, and a voice from the cloud said, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. And when the disciples heard this, they fell on their faces and were terrified. Now here, the Father in the waters of the cloud makes the same proclamation about Jesus as he did at our Lord's baptism. He says, this is my beloved Son with whom I am well pleased. We've heard that before. But this time, the Father adds, listen to him. Now, how would you respond to the voice in the cloud that looks at Jesus in all of his glory and says, listen to him? And it's no wonder the disciples fell on their faces, dead afraid. After all, how well had they listened to Jesus so far in Matthew's gospel? Look back and you'll see. When they were in the boat, during the storm, they showed a lack of faith in thinking that Jesus would let them die. They showed lack of faith in thinking their Lord could not feed the 5,000. And they did it again later, thinking their Lord could not feed 4,000. They showed a lack of faith when our Lord predicted his crucifixion and Peter rebuked Jesus and said he wouldn't let it happen. Get behind me, Satan, is how our Lord replied to Peter. 
There are many times numerous examples of the disciples not following the commandments, not listening to the words of our Lord, not having faith in his teachings. No wonder they dropped dead onto their faces when the Father said, Listen to him. But we are no better. How many times this week have we turned away from the commandments and not keeping God's name holy, not remaining in his word, not honoring those above us in authority above us, or falling into sins of anger, lust, greed, gossip? Even worse, how often have we doubted our Lord's teachings? How often have we doubted his gospel? How many times have we tried to build tabernacles, places of worship, not just for him, but for our other gods as well, hoping that they can coexist? Gods of money, perhaps gods being ourselves, perhaps different ideologies of today, feminism, politics, the sexual, orient sexual revolution. But trying to worship other gods alongside or even above Christ is not the only time that we doubt his gospel. How often has a sin bothered our conscience so much where the guilt has weighed us down to the point of depression and despair that we begin to think that the sin is unforgivable, that Jesus wouldn't forgive that sin, that our sin it was so much bigger than the cross that he died on, that it's useless to ask God for forgiveness? How often have we led ourselves into thinking that? Or we think that Prayer, confessing to God in prayer, or going to confession and absolution would do no good. Or how many of us here look at the sins between you and a fellow Christian and think that that sin is insurmountable between you and that it's impossible to overcome? That when a sin enters between us and a fellow Christian, how often do we think that the sin has completely ruined that relationship, that friendship? So much so that we think Christ's forgiveness can never, ever heal it. Or perhaps sometimes we don't want his forgiveness to heal it. How often are we going to think that a sin committed between Christians is impossible to heal? And when we think that, then we think it's impossible to work together, even in the smallest tasks within the church. Or we think our shame is too big for us to come to church. How many times do we fall into that? Oh, my, I'm ashamed of my sin, I can't come to church. Or we think that the shame of sin is so much that we need to change churches because we doubt Christ's forgiveness. All because we doubt the words and teachings of Christ and what they can do. Yes, if we were on that Mount of Transfiguration, we'd drop dead on our faces too, because who wants to see the face of the Son in all his glory when we know we have not listened to him as we should? How could we not be in dread of what he might say when we've doubted him? However, however, notice what our Lord does in this gospel. And as we've seen, yes, the transfiguration, it shows his glory. It reveals him as pure and holy and almighty and eternal. He is the all-powerful, eternal God. And the voice, again, in the waters of the cloud, reveal him to be the perfect son of God. And then the voice tells us to listen to him. And so right after the heavens thunder for us to listen to him, when we know our doubt and our sin when we're dead on the ground. Right after the voice says, listen to him, notice what the first words from our Lord's lips are. 
Listen to him, the voice in the cloud says, and the very first thing we hear him say is, Rise and have no fear. And when the disciples hear him say this, they look, and there he is, Christ alone. Christ alone says, Rise and have no fear. He is revealed here not only as the pure, holy, eternal, almighty Son of God, but also as the God of all divine grace and mercy, revealed to them as they see Christ alone. In the coming Sundays, you'll hear grace alone, scripture alone, faith alone. Perhaps today, this Sunday should be named Christ Alone Sunday. Because after today, we'll say goodbye to the Alleluias. We'll go into Preland, where we'll descend this mountain. In a few weeks, we'll hit Ash Wednesday, where we'll reach the bottom of the mountain as we begin to fast and focus on repentance of our sin and unbelief. And then after 40 days, we'll come up to another mountain. But this one will be a greater mountain. A mountain where heaven is not just revealed, but the gates of heaven will be flung open for us where again we will see Christ alone. There's a reason why we end Epiphany on a mountaintop. It's because on this mountaintop, we are high enough up that we can look ahead and see the mountaintop, which will come soon at the end of our Lenten journey. So on this mountain today, we look ahead and we get a glimpse of the end. We get a glimpse of the fulfillment of all things. Because on the Mount of Calvary, our Lord will ascend that mount, but this time he does it alone. To the top of that mount with the cross and the weight of our sins. On that mount, our Lord will be lifted high up on the cross, where the one who is without sin will be shown to all as having become sin for us. And yet, at the same time, in the pouring out of his blood, in his suffering and agony, being stricken, smitten, and afflicted, there... On the cross, Christ alone also will shine in a glory even brighter than what we see today. Because on that day, on that Good Friday, our Lord will defeat death with death. Our Lord will have his heel bruised as he crushes the head of the serpent. Our Lord will pay the price of our sin and purchase us to be his own. On that day, the voice of heaven will be silent. As the voice from the cross cries out, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Then three days later, that cry to heaven will be heard as our Lord arises from the dead to justify us, bringing the victory over sin, death, and the devil. That's why we should maybe call this Christ Alone Sunday, because what's revealed to us is that Christ alone accomplishes all that for us. But now, understand what I mean on the Mount of Transfiguration here. Understand what I mean when I say that we get a glimpse of the end. By that I mean we get a glimpse of the cross. We get a glimpse of Easter. And we also get a glimpse of the day when our Lord will return. In the gospel, the glory of the Lord shows and the voice descends in the waters of a cloud. That happens to us as well. But in the waters of baptism. In the waters of baptism, baptized by our Lord, our old Adam is put to death. Our new man rises anew. 
And as our new man rises anew, the voice from heaven cries over you as it did over our Lord at his baptism and says of you, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. That's what our father says about you. But also in those same waters, the father talks to you. Our father in heaven also points to, he looks at you and points to Christ and says, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Listen to him. So what the Father's voice is saying on the, on the day of our Lord's baptism and today on the Mount of Transfiguration, what he's saying is be baptized and be catechized. Live in the water and the word as heard in the certain and sure prophetic word of the apostles. You don't just live in the water alone. You don't live in the word alone. You live in the water and the word. Because one day, just as you now live in your baptism, you will also die in your baptism. We will all drop dead hearing the words, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. And after that, do you know what the words, what the first words will be that you hear after you drop dead? Rise and have no fear. We die hearing the words, Listen to him. But then, It will be said to us, rise and have no fear. And who do you think you'll see when those words are said to you and you look up? Christ alone. And you won't have to worry how you'll respond to our Lord in his glory when he returns, because rising without fear, you'll be before him in a body made anew. In your body made anew in your body risen in the glory of the king himself. You'll rise as a co-heir with him in his glory with all the other saints. You'll rise being his brother in his glory. Me, you, Peter, everybody who is baptized will rise in glory. But until that day, as we wait, we come, we eat, and we come and we drink. We feast on the glorious body and blood of our Lord with Moses, Elijah, and all the saints of heaven. So depart from this altar in peace, listening to him, listening to Christ alone. Rise and have no fear. Alleluia, alleluia, alleluia. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.
Mercy upon us. O Christ, 
have mercy upon us. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O God, who in the glorious transfiguration of your only begotten Son, you have confirmed the mysteries of the faith by the testimony of the fathers. You, who in the voice that came from the bright cloud, did in a wonderful manner for show the adoption of sons, mercifully vouchsafe to make us co-heirs with the King of His glory, and bring us to the enjoyment of the same. Through the same Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, ever one God, world without end. Amen. Almighty and most merciful God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, we give you thanks for all your goodness and tender mercies, especially for the gift of your dear Son and for the revelation of your will and grace. And we beseech you so to implant your word in us that, in good and honest hearts, we may keep it and bring forth the fruits of faith by patient continuance and well-doing. Most heartily we beseech you so to rule and govern your church Catholic with all her pastors and ministers, that we may be preserved in the pure doctrine of your saving word, whereby faith toward you may be strengthened, love and charity increased in us toward all mankind, and your kingdom extended. Send forth laborers into your harvest, and sustain those whom you have sent, that the word of reconciliation may be proclaimed to all people, and the gospel preached in all the world. Grant health and prosperity to all who are in authority, especially to Joseph, our President, the Congress of these United States, Kim, our Governor, the Legislature of this State, and to all our judges and magistrates, and endue them with grace to rule after your good pleasure, to the maintenance of righteousness, and to the hindrance and punishment of wickedness, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. May it please you also to turn the hearts of our enemies and adversaries, that they may cease their enmity and hostilities, and be inclined to walk with us in meekness and in peace. All who are in trouble, want, sickness, anguish of labor, peril of death, or any other adversity, especially those who are in suffering for your name's sake, comfort, O God, with your Holy Spirit, that they may receive and acknowledge their afflictions as the manifestation of your fatherly will. Especially do we pray for those that we name in our hearts at this time. Although we have deserved your righteous wrath and manifold punishments, yet we entreat you, O most merciful Father, remember not the sins of our youth nor our many transgressions, but out of your unspeakable goodness, grace, and mercy, defend us from all harm and danger of body and soul. Preserve us from false and pernicious doctrine, from war and bloodshed, from plague and pestilence, from all calamity by fire and water, from hail and tempest, 
from failure of harvest and from famine, from anguish of heart and despair of your mercy, and from an evil death. And in every time of trouble, show yourself a very present help, the Savior of all men, and especially of them that believe. Cause all needed fruits of the earth to prosper, that we may enjoy them in due season. Give success to the Christian training of the young, to all lawful occupations on land, sea, and air, and to all pure arts and useful knowledge, and crown them with your blessing. Receive, O God, our bodies and souls and all our talents, together with the offerings we bring before you. For by his blood your Son has purchased us to be your own, that we may live under him in his kingdom. Let my mouth be filled with thy praise, and with thy honor all the day. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, Almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings, being ordered by thy governance, may be righteous in thy sight. Through the same Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee and the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end. Amen. We give thanks unto thee, Heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, thy dear Son, that thou hast protected us through the night from all danger and harm. And we beseech thee to preserve and keep us this day also from all sin and evil, that in all our thoughts, words, and deeds we may serve and please thee. Into thy hands we commend our bodies and our souls and all that is ours. Let thy holy angel have charge concerning us, that the wicked one have no power over us. Amen. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come unto thee. Bless we the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit, be with us all. Amen.